going to preach a title. And God's been a, I just texted Brother Brian, I said, pray. I said, God's training me for something. This will be my second week. I have absolutely no title and no notes. I'm going to tell you this. That, if, as a preacher or a pastor, it scares you to death. Because like I told Brother Brian just a few minutes ago, I still don't know where we're going. But I know he does. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to tell you this. I ask you to pray. I mean, I, I, we've got to come to the conclusion of something. I think so much stuff today in the house of God has become so man-made that they've moved God completely out of it. I'm going to tell you this. I want some of that old-timey. I'm talking about some of that fire of God falling down here and convict us all from hell. When's the last time? When's the last time you seen somebody come crawling to an altar begging God for something? You say, well, I, I, I ain't never really seen that. Well, that's the problem. When God moves, let me tell you something. Amen. There's a song the 11th hour sings that says, When God shows up, tears come down. Amen. You say, well, I don't believe in all that emotional stuff. I said, let me tell you this. A holy God from heaven, touch your little heart. Something's going to give. And that's the first thing that starts a leaking. Well, I tell you this, I thank God for his power. You say, well, I, you know what? Uh, I've, I've said it from the very beginning. I've said it from the very beginning. I'm, I'm not full-fledged Baptist. I'm Pentecostal. I'm not Pentecostal. I'm Baptocostal. I hope we ain't running yet. Oh, Lord, I might have messed up. I ain't Pentecostal. I'm saying I'm Baptocostal. I'm a Baptist that believes you should get excited. That's what you see a lot of times. See, you, you see in other denominations that, that has not the, the true doctrine of the gospel. Yet they get excited. We have the word of God and we look like a knot on the law. Boy, I tell you what, you tell, hey, the devil's got somebody excited about what they don't have and he's took the excitement from the ones that have the truth. You tell me that devil ain't powerful. But I serve a God that's way, way, way bigger. Praise God. Amen. Boy, I'm excited now. I'm getting a little excited. And I still don't know where we're going. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, God, I, I tell you, we just got to get through our little peonic minds and realize how big God is. I know I say that numerous times. God's big. God's big. God's big. Well, you say, well, I wish you'd quit saying that. I know God's big. He must not be too big to you sometimes. God's big. He can take the worst situation in this world and turn it upside down and him get all the glory for it. That's only a holy God can do that, that has all power. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we fixing to pray. Boy, I tell you what, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, might be high on that donut. I don't know. We'd have had some Mountain Dew. I might have done run a lap. 
Mountain Dew and the Donut. Uh, boy, it's good to see everybody here. I know we've got uh, we've got several out, but I tell you this: in my time, in my past, and I do apologize for this. I do apologize. Sometimes I get down in the dumps, and I get as a pastor. You're, this is your family. This is your family. When you have a family reunion, and somebody don't show up, you miss them because they're your family. Every Sunday we have a family reunion around here with our father. Every Sunday, and then you see people not here. Then you start getting. You get. You it, it starts. Playing with your mind, your heart, your emotions. But I tell you this, I'm asking God to take that away from me that I want to enjoy it with my family that's here. I don't want to be one of them ones that just nitpicks about reason somebody ain't here. I can tell you this, if they're not here, I don't know what they are going through, but I will tell you this, they're going to miss a blessing from a holy God. And that's all on them, partner. That ain't nothing to do with me. Ain't nothing to do with you. Amen. Thank God. Yeah, send the kids. Send the kids. We fixing to pray. We started back on Wednesday nights having food and things. So this right here, if you got a dollar, you got ten dollars, you got a thousand dollars, you whatever you want to give. This is not your offering. This is to be a blessing to the to the uh Wednesday night with the food, and I would ask this that uh, I'd ask this if uh, Brother Clay would you lead us off in prayer? Yes, yeah. Amen, amen. We uh we're gonna sing one more we'll sing one more uh congregational song and uh then we'll take up our morning offering and then Lawson and Mackenzie's got a special. And anybody else who wants to sing? Who who in here who else got a special? I think we have one. The women got one? You said y'all got one? Well, I tell you what. Soon as, uh, soon as we take, as we're taking up the offering, and ladies, that if you've got your check, as you place it in the offering, then you can make your way to the piano. Don't just run up here and don't give you money. Let me tell you this: I've learned something. I've learned something. A lot of a lot of preachers and different ones, you know, don't don't talk on ties and this and that and, and money uh, and offerings. <clears throat> and I will tell you this. I'm going to be just upfront honest with you. If you don't give as a child of God, if you don't get, you know, and when I say tithes and all, I'm going to say whatever God puts on you to give or this or that. If you don't, it's not going to hurt the church. God's going to take care of his church. You write that down. But I'll tell you this. 
The Bible says you're robbed of a blessing for your tithes and offerings. Who said that? Who said that? Jesus did. Hey, let me tell you this. We've, we've got uh, the, the reason of, of, of giving. That's the reason most people don't get nothing out of church. And I've said this before because you come here not wanting to give nothing. You say, well, what you talking about I got to pay to get something? Let me tell you this. When you come to God, you better come with, with, a, with a gift, with praise and worship. Hey, let me tell you this. It's his, it's his uh, uh, ability that allows us to come here. It ain't nothing we did. You say, well, I'm, I did good on this job, this job this past week. Let God take your breath from you and see how good you do. It'll be a cost in your money. Now, I ain't, I ain't saying, when are you going to get in that? Because you already get people shutting down when you start talking about money. So I'll tell you this, the only person you're rubbing is yourself. You ain't going to hurt God. He owns it all already. We're going to be in the red book, page number six. First, second, and last, or all three verses.
amen, amen. We're going to, uh, you know, I was on, just thinking about this while I was up there. Saying crucified with Christ. We fixing to see a time where children of God fixing to see some persecution. Y'all know it's coming. It's coming. It's here. It's here. If you try to stand for God, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be belittled. You're going to be, uh, and, and people say, well, you know, the little things that they've went through the, in their lives, and they say, well, they feel like God, you know, they took a stand for God. Let me tell you this. It's fixing to come a time you're going to have to take a stand. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, you listen to the, the news and the different things that are going on. Somebody say something. Hey, amen, amen. Well, i tell you what. <clears throat> when Brother Monroe asked something in the church, I'm going to tell you this. Y'all best be getting up here because he don't say nothing. Amen, amen. Praise God. I like it. I like it. I like, I like it when you don't know what in the world. Hey. Hey, I tell you this, God, God knows I don't even know what we're preaching yet. He ain't even told me. Praise God. Uh, he said, give him some time. Amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. 
Amen. You know, praise God. You know, God has a way of working everything out. When you, when you, when, if you'll just stay with God, if you'll stay with God, don't try to outrun Him. Don't try. Bible was, you know, when Moses stood there at the Red Sea and he told them people there, they was rebel, they was already all upset. We might as well died in Egypt. We could have died there in slavery. God wants his children to be in freedom. Amen. Amen. God is in charge. Praise God. Amen. Let me tell you this. He's uh, he stood there at the Red Sea, and everybody started murmuring and complaining. And God told Moses. God didn't tell all the people. God told Moses. He says, stand still and see the salvation of God. Amen. Let me tell you this. You know the reason he didn't tell the whole congregation? You know the reason he didn't tell the whole congregation? They was out of his will. Moses was in God's will. If he would have, if they wouldn't have been a murmuring and complaining when they got to the sea and the Last Sunday and this Sunday, I'm fixing to even quit even studying. I'm telling you. Boy, I tell you what, God's good. Hey, I'm going to share this other little thing here real fast. We've uh, uh, had to do a wedding. I had to do a wedding. I was thinking about that a while ago and about broke down back here. I was up there in the front officiating a wedding. And as I was standing there, as I was standing there, one of them forgot to ring. One of them forgot to ring. The wife forgot to ring, so I just reached down there and pulled mine off. And I handed it to her while I was officiating. And the wedding kept on going just like nothing. The people in the crowd didn't even know, just us up there. And I just got to thinking about that. One day I'm going to stand before a holy God. And he's going to say, what did you do, boy? What did you do? And I'm going to say, God, I'm so unworthy. I'm so unworthy. And then he's going to reach down and put a ring on my face. Because he did it for me. I'm his. Boy, thank God. Thank God. He's in control. If you'll turn to the book of length. Hey, that's what a lot of preachers has got nowadays. Just thought about that. You tell me God ain't telling me stuff up here. That's a lot of preachers out there. That's just about all they want to talk about. What they've dreamed of. What they've thought up. What they've read about and something that ain't in the word of God, they might as well just call it a book of themselves. You need me in that, you might know somebody that does that, and if I've hurt your feelings, I do not apologize because there's no power in your word. There's power in God's word. If you will, turn to first uh, Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1, verse number 16. Verse number 16, and we're going to read till God tells us to stop. 
I had a song I wanted to play. Matter of fact, before you stand, before you stand, I'm going to play a little bit more. And I want you to listen to this song. Ain't Teresa sent something to me this past week asking me about this song, and it's been on my mind this morning.
as I go to sleep each night. Sure I've had my share of hard times, by my side he's always stood through it all. God's been good. Sure I've had my share of hard times, by my side he's always through it all, God's been good. Oh, He's so good. Amen, amen, amen. Boy, I tell you what. You say you don't know what I'm a going through. You don't know what you don't know. You don't understand my situation. Let me tell you something real fast, my friend. God's way bigger than your situation, and He can handle it if you will give it to Him. See, the problem is I've learned that a lot of us we say, well. You know, I, I've taken it to God, and I'm still, I'm still. You know the reason you want, you know what we do? We go down there to the altar and say, God, I want you to take your situation from me. I want you to take this situation, God, that I can live for Your glory. God, I want to, I want you to take this from my mind. I want to take this. I want you to take this and do with it. That you receive all honor and glory, whatever this situation is, God. And you're up on the altar. And about that time, you say, Lord, I love you. And then you say, Amen. And as you stand up, you reach down there and grab just a little bit of it. And you take it back with you. And that little thing that you hang on to, uh, uh, to take everything that you've laid at the feet of God. You say the feet of God? I thought you meant the feet of Jesus. Can I tell you something? Jesus is God. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. Glory, glory, glory. I might even just shout a little bit this morning. They say, well, that's, un that's uncomfortable. Last time I did it, I like fell out up here. I did. I shouted and I seen a little sticklers up everywhere and I had to grab a hold of the pulpit. I said, good Lord. <sighs> Glory be to God. Amen. If you will, turn to Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1. Are y'all a little warm? Can we crank the airs down just a fuzz? <clears throat> I tell you what, when God gets up in the place, it starts a warming up. Amen. I tell you, that happens. You know why? You know why? You know why that happened? The Bible says God is a consuming fire. His glory goes everywhere he goes. And it starts, hey, let me tell you this. That's the reason there's a lot of people in churches so dead because they ain't been on fire for God. They got a little old, hey, you say, I'm born again. Got a little old, that's that little old pilot light running there. That's that little old pilot light that cannot go out. That's your salvation. But when you get on fire for God, it starts heating up everything around you. Titus chapter 1, verse number 16.
Amen. Amen. <clears throat> they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. Being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity and patience. Hey, uh, uh, let's, let's back right up there. It says age men. This ain't talking about the deacons. This ain't even talking about the elders. This is talking about the men in the church. This right here ain't saying, well, I'm not a deacon. I'm not, I'm not, I'm nothing like that. So I can just kind of live any way I want to. Not what the word of God says. Number three, verse number three, age women likewise, that they be in behavior that become holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient, and to their own husbands. Boy, every man in here should have said amen. Right. You say, uh, hey, let me tell you this. You know the reason, you know the reason women have had to become the spiritual leaders in the home? Because the men are too sorry and too unfaithful to God to do it. That's the reason judges rose up. That's the reason queens and all them, God had, had at sometimes had to use women to fulfill his duty because men stepped aside and was too unwilling to stand for God. And that the word of God be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing thyself pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient unto their own master, and to please them well in all things, not answering again. Not prolonging, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of thee, Great God, 
I unto him a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, and be ready to ever good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawler, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Thank God. Thank God for these buts in the Bible. Amen. Verse number four. But after that, the kindness of love of our God and Savior toward all men appeared, not by works of righteousness, nothing that I did, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Let me tell you this. If you don't have the Holy Ghost dwelling in with you, you lost. You lost. If you're waiting on the Holy Spirit, you're lost. When the Holy Spirit indwells us, that is the moment of conception. He's the one. He is the deliverer of the birth of the new life in Jesus Christ. Miss Roxanne, can your husband pray? Yes, God. Yes, God. still a picking at Brother Bullet. I tell you this, I act, we act like we don't know who he is. Let me tell you this, if Bullet grows a beard to his feet, or if you shave every, your mustache, your beard, and your head, you know what? I'm going to love you. But you know why? Because you're my brother. You're my brother. We born into the same family. Glory to God. Let me tell you this, we may change some things, 
We've had different ones do a little bit of something around here, change something. And I'll tell you, it looks good, looks good, looks great. But let me tell you this, it don't change just right here. This right here is what God's focused on. Uh, thank God he don't look at my, I said Wednesday nights, I called Uncle David after service and picked at him, told him, I said, look, when you come to church on next Wednesday night, you need to come a little bit nicer. You know, on Wednesday nights, you need to dress up a little bit. He, he comes smelling good with good clothes on. I had camouflage breeches, barefooted, and a yellow shirt on. I was just joking on Wednesday nights. We just come, we just a family. That's just the mid meal. That's just the mid meal before hey, we get fed up on Sunday. I thank God for, for what He does for us. Because I can tell you, I, I can't help but imagine where in the world I'd be right now if God would not have saved me. I cannot imagine where I would be as a saved individual living out of God's will without his long suffering, his grace, his mercy. Let me tell you this, God's big. He reached down to the SARS hell holes and snatched up that SARS no good piece of trash there is and put him up and put him in the pulpit. That is amazing. Because let me tell you this, Brother Bullet, you can't do that. They ain't no, Brother Roger, you cannot do that. It is, it would be impossible for you to go down there in Bourbon Street and find the sorest, no good infidel and take him and convert him and put him in a pulpit and get him to live his life for God. You do that. Ah, you ain't couldn't do it. He'd spit in your face. Hey, let me tell you this, he'll spit in God's face and God still loved him. He spit in your face, you'll be going to the next person because that'd be laid out. That's the way it happens. Let me tell you this, we, we don't just don't realize God, it, God's all-knowing, all-powerful. He knows everything. He's capable of all things if we will just follow his direction. Amen. We'll just go, God says, go right here, go right here, stop. Hey, don't, don't, don't talk, start trying to do something on your own. Don't start trying to make up some situation to do this over here. Wait on God. Wait on God. Let me tell you this. We listened, started Wednesday night listening to some of these, uh, the bibliography of Brother Percy Ray. <clears throat> he said something that I don't know if y'all grasp this. But whenever an individual joins the military, when an individual joins the military, when he signs up, when he commits his name and he signs up for the military, you know who's responsible for all his bills and everything he does? The government is. They're responsible to feed him. They're responsible to house him. Let me tell you this, you sell out for God, you join the army of God, God's responsible for you. And if you listen to him, don't step out of his will and do that what God wants you to do. Hey, I tell you what, he'll take you all the way to the finish line of your course. 
Most people, they say, well, I fought a good fight. Now, only a few have been able to do that. Many give up in the battle. Many do. They give up because it's too hard. It's too tough. I'm telling you, this, pride has destroyed a many of people. Pride. Pride. I'm telling you this, you know what's going to take people to hell? Pride. You know what's going to keep people out of church? Pride. You say, well, well, oh, so-and-so, they went and did this and this and that. And one thing, that wasn't really prideful. That was the pride of their desire over God's desire. Because you notice here, we see the desires of God in the scripture here. But in verse number 16, it says, They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient, and unto every good work reprobate. Can I give you two simple words that explains this scripture to me? Profession without performance. Profession without performance. You know, there's a many people today that says I'm saved. There's many people say this and that, one thing and another, but they have they have a profession but if you look at their lifestyle there's not a performance Bible says uh, uh, James said which I meant my own words when you get saved when you get born again you're going to do something for God huh you're going to do something for God you say well I, I, I'm not really doing nothing hey that goes right back to knowing your part Oh, you, hey, God called you to pray. I'm going to tell you this. If the church ain't got some God-called women in here uh, praying and teaching other women just like these scriptures are saying, if these women ain't praying, you ain't doing what God called you to do. You say, well, I, I think my job needs to be bigger than that. Hey, you can't get no bigger than what God's called you to do. When God calls you to do it, you best be a do it. God called you to be a teacher. God calls you to be a, a, a door greet. Whatever God has placed upon your heart to do, and you don't do it, you're making a profession without performance. You've just reprobated the everything that you've said from your mouth. You've reprobated it simply because of your actions. Uh, Timothy was a Jew. Titus was a Gentile. You'll notice some different things here in the two letters here from Timothy and Titus because they, they were from two different backgrounds. But I will tell you this. God's called, you'll notice 90% of it is the same exact thing. You know why? Because God calls everybody to do things his way. Verse number two, uh, chapter number two. 
But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Now, as I was growing up early in church, I knew that there was a lot of doctrine taught in the church and people used to live by. It was backed up by the word of God. Now, the Bible says it's going to come a time where people don't endure sound doctrine. Let me tell you this. It ain't talking about lost. It's talking about the ones in the, the house of God. They won't endure sound doctrine no more. You know why? Because it's went against the grain of their the book of them their name. They've created their own book. And most people say, you say, and I know I've said this before. If I was to ask you about a situation, if me and you was to walk up out there in a parking lot, and I say, well, there's this situation going on, and I want to ask you, you know, what, what do you, what, what do you, and you say, well, I believe, I believe God wants it this way and that way. And it not even be backed up by the word of God. So that means most each one of every one of us, we have created our own special little God that we speak for. That's what we've done. We speak for him, that God, not the God, that God. Let me tell you this, there's many gods out there. The Bible says there's many gods. There's many. They, they ain't real. They dead false gods. But they have become gods in the intellect, in the mind of the one that has created them. Why did they create the golden calf there? When Moses was up in the mountain, God dealing with him on the Ten Commandments, they get all the gold, the gold and everything, make a golden calf and start worshiping a, 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 a golden calf. Then what happened? What did the people start doing? What did the people start doing when they started worshiping a false god? They started doing that which was fleshly to yourself. Because a god, a god that is not the god, that god is, con he, is con he is conceived in the mind of the flesh. And that God is going to perform things of the flesh. Why is that? What did they do? They all went to, what was the first thing they started doing? They started dancing. Then they started shucking clothes. Well, what's, what do they, what's some of this fleshly stuff that goes on? Hey, I tell you what, uh, sexual pervertedness. Hey, ever God, ever God that was ever been created by the mind of man has always been, or by the devil, has always been something to do with nudity, sexual, and unmoralness. Everything. So why do we do it? And now it's done infiltrated the church. All these same things. Let me tell you this. And I, I will say this, as God is my witness, as God is my witness, Mary Grace is my little girl. She's going to wear some clothes that looks a little decent. You hear me? 
Hey, hey, I tell you this, preacher's wives, all of them walk around looking like a bunch of little hoochie mamas. I'm going to tell you. It's, you, think that ain't, you think that's godly? Because the church has left sound doctrine. Why? Why does little kids want to dress? Now the going thing you watch, you, you, you see somebody walking around. Now even you go to Walmart or anywhere, they look like they just got a t-shirt on. Their shorts are so short. Looks like they ain't got nothing but a t-shirt on. Why is that? Why is that? Because mamas. You might not amen that. You might not like it. But let's look real fast what the word of God says. He says, age women, you teach them to be sober-minded, modest. Why does that little girl walk around like a little? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Be careful what I say. Why do they look like that? Because mamas, well, they mamas want them to be popular with the world. Let me tell you this. You can't be popular with the world and with God. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. You say, well, what about the boys? Well, the boys is too busy trying to do something to chase them. Well, I do like these messages when y'all don't have notes because I don't even know where they're going. Gets me a little nervous, I ain't going to lie. I, it gets me a little nervous, but I'll tell you this, when God starts churning in my heart, let me tell you this, this for hey, this, you, say, you say, who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? You're the one probably. You're the one. You say, well, I ain't got no daughter. Get your son to quit wearing shorts like that and he might not turn into something. I tell you what, you can't even go nowhere nowadays without that junk, that hell around you. I ain't gonna lie. We went, to, we went out to eat last night. Don't normally do stuff on Sunday nights. Carrie's birthday. I well, normally don't do nothing on Saturday night. What did I say? Saturday nights. I don't, don't do nothing on Saturday nights. We went out to eat. I seen a fella in there that I don't know what he was. That if my little girl would have been there, she would have wanted to get pictures of his fingernails. Son, I'm telling you, we're surrounded by wickedness. And you know what? The church is not standing out no more. We look just like them. We act just like them. We talk just like them. Because of why? Because of why? Because the church has left its doctrine. Let me tell you this. I already know I can't preach doctrinally the word of God and grow a church. I know that. That's hard. 
past. You say, well, why would you do it? The Bible says the safe can't even accept it. How much the lost? Speak of things which have become sound doctrine, and the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in the faith and charity and patience. Now let's describe, what, what, what man does that describe? Which one could we name out that that describes in the church? This ain't, like I said, this ain't talking about deacons. This ain't even talking about elders. This is talking about laymen. It's just, if you notice, it says aged men. Let me tell you this. Let me, I want every one of you men to look up here. Every, we go around this room. And I, I, I ain't saying you old. I ain't saying you young. But let me tell you this. We've got, let me look around here real fast. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, we got 11 men in here, 11 men, let me tell you, I'm, I, I ain't saying just men, 12, I'm talking about, I ain't talking about just men, I'm talking about men from probably 40 and up, 13, do you not realize the responsibility upon your shoulders of the house of God. Amen. You say, well, I'm not a Sunday school teacher. I'm not a deacon. Let me tell you this. I'm not a trustee. God's already put responsibility upon your life for the cause of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head. The church is the body. So I'm giving you fair warning this morning. As to myself, man, it's time to get up and get real for God. It's time. Time's a weeding down. Time's a passing by. We're going to stand before God shortly. When we do, what will he say? What will he say? What's he going to say to me? What's he going to say to you? You had a job to do, but you was too worried about everything else. God called you. God planted you. It's time for us to hey, uh, men. Responsibility starts right here and it goes right through here. You say, well, why is that? Because if you notice in the word of God, the man is the head of the household. Hey, I, hey let me tell you this. Some people will say, I believe, uh, some people will say Paul was male chauvinist. Today he would be considered that way. God just knew that what God, how he designed it. And he wanted people to walk in the truth that they could do the, the best they could for God. 
Yet the Holy Spirit pinned this down. He says, Age men, be sober. What's that mean? Don't be drunk? No. No, I'll tell you, that has a lot to do with it. But let me tell you this, you get sober-minded and you get full of God, you ain't got to worry about getting drunk. You ain't got to worry about that no more. Because I tell you what, when you go to, if you was to go do it, God get all over you. You say, well, well, uh, well, you know, I, I believe I can drink a little bit. Let me tell you this. I've come to the conclusion of this. This is an opinion of a lot of different people. Some say you can drink. Some say you can't drink. Some you say you can do this. Some say you can do that. Let me tell you this. As for me, I can not drink. Because the word of God tells me. Let me tell you this. If you want to ruin your life with the foolishness and all that junk, you say, well, you think, uh, 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 Paul said a little wine for the belly, a little wine for the belly. Well, if you notice, if we go into a lot of these different things, <clears throat> most of this we've all just researched out. Only the Holy Spirit can tell you what it means. Let me tell you this. Uh, well, because the reason they even said that is because we're fixing to see women. It says right here, well, back to the men, be temperate. Man, hey, have a steady, sober mind. Not quick, not jumping the gun. But hey, be steady and ready and listening to God. That's a hard, that, that's a hard task, man. That's a hard task, but it's the one we're supposed to be doing. You know why? Because God says, if you're going to lead your family, you got to be that way. It says right here, sound in faith. What does that mean? You're going to have to have some. There's going to be somebody that says, let me tell you this. I've been around old Brother Bullet over, and let me tell you this. He believes in God. He's real. He's sound in faith. He, hey, he's made a name for himself. He's real. He's the real deal. That's what people are supposed to see in us when they look at us. But you know what most of them see? Just another worker on the job. That's what they see. Another family at the reunion. That's what they see. They're supposed to look at us and say, hey, there's something different about that, Brother Van. There's something different there. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what the Word of God says. In, in charity, that means in love and in patience. Boy, I tell you what, you know, most men say, I, I tell you what, I ain't got no pay. I know of people that are stand up and say, let me tell you this, I'm, that's just the way I am. No, they're, now they don't have patience because they're out of God's will, and they're also full of pride because they're proud of it. You ever heard people like that? That's just the way I am, and I, I tell you what, I'm just that's just the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. They say, you know what they say? Uh, simply saying that, hey, I know what God wants, but I know I'm going to be just what I want to be because it makes me feel good. makes me feel good to be mad and pout and all this stuff. Hey, let me tell you this. That, that's just the flesh, the flesh. But a godly man, he's going he's gonna to demonstrate some. 
He's going to demonstrate some patience. He's going to demonstrate some love. The Bible says love cover a multitude of sin. Well, praise God, let's get to verse number four and get to these women. <laughs> that they may take, teach the young women to be sober. Let me tell you this, women. You know who's supposed to teach your children? Not the school system. You see how this world and the devil and the, all the demonicness has infiltrated this and now parents are getting, a, they're going to try to investigate them by the FBI because a parent is saying they didn't want the school to teach their kids some certain thing. You're talking about waste of tax dollars. The government says you don't have no right over your kids no more. You know why? Because half of this United States, over half of it, don't want the responsibility. They don't want the responsibility over their kids. So now they want to take control over all of them and tell them what to do and this and that. Let me tell you this. The schoolhouse, this world is not supposed to teach your daughter how to live, act, and dress. We're going through here. We're going through here, mamas. Mamas. I ain't tell you this. You say, well, why are you getting on the mamas? Did you notice here? If the daddy would do his job, then everything else falls in the perspective the way God intended it to. It don't say, Daddy, run your little girl back there and make her change before she goes out. Because if Daddy was living for God, Mama would have a desire to put it upon her heart to tell her to go change before. So, But you know, what happens nowadays? Well, honey, it, it's just a trend. Mama says that. Daddy says, I don't want my little daughter to look like a whore. And, 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 and my way out, it's, that, it's, it ain't like that no more. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's still the same today as it was yesterday with the minds of men. Because, let me tell you this, men have not got more godly without God. This place is getting wickeder. I told my mom-in-law the other day, I said, Miss Karen, I said, I think we're just about this close from being about where, I don't think we're as bad as where, where Noah was. But I'm going to tell you this, the Bible says they were wicked. But let me tell you this, my friend, I don't believe we're far from it. Because when it does, when it does, God, hey, he says, hey, my, my body come up hither and judgment come. Amen. Amen. And they may teach the youth, the young women to be sober, to love their husbands. Boy, I tell you what, well, everybody getting divorces nowadays. Where did it start at? Where did it start at? With mom and daddy. The little girl 
seen Mama got her way all the time and fussed and fought with Daddy. Mama got what she wanted, or Daddy, they fussed and fought, fussed and fought. Then now the little girl gets her little man, and he might have come from a family that Mama and Daddy loved each other. But you know what's going to happen? They going to fuss and fight and fuss and fight. It all starts at the house. It starts at the house. Let me tell you this, mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpa. Hey, you know what a grandpa and grandpa, a grandma and grandpa means? You know what that means? You know what that means, mom and daddy? It means you got one more chance. You've got one more chance from the mistakes that you made with your kids. Boy, I tell you what, grandmas and grandpas has got a huge responsibility. Let me tell you this, I know a lot of mamas and dads, me and Kay, let me tell you this, I probably will be stricter, I mean, you know, with the grandkids. Because I ain't got to listen to them whining and bellyache over and over and over and over again. You tell them no and send their little butts to the house. Yours, you tell them no and they're at the house. They're just down the hallway. Deacon's the world's worst. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hey, if he gets his life right and surrenders for God, he'll be one of the greatest preachers ever walked. You say, well, why is that? Because once he gets something on his mind, I, nobody can change it. <laughs> nobody. He will run you crazy over and over and over. And you say, boy, you just got peace for about 15 minutes. You think it's fixing to die up. And it, it, all he was doing was just building some more ammunition to come back. <laughs> something else. We've bought dogs. Oh, I daddy, just one more, one more, daddy, and I'll never ask you again. I ain't pulled my phone out and videoed him on the way home one time. Daddy, I love you, I love you, and I'll never ask for another. We've had 13 more. We ain't had that many more. But it's just over and over. Persistence. Boy, I tell you this, if I... If I could be a role model for him and point him to the lifestyle of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know who's, who, you know whose job is for, to train him? Mine and his mama's. I'm going to tell you this. Now, well, let, let's look at something. There's something different, Daddy, between having little girls and little boys. You notice the Word of God. The Word of God says that the women teach the women and the men teach the men. You know why? Because when men and women get together, there starts becoming confusion. You say, what do you mean? Well, let me tell you this. Man don't think like a woman. You've seen that, heard that book, what, Women Are From Mars, Men Are From Venus, something like that. I ain't never read that. 
It don't take an Einstein. I don't know what the book even says, but I got an upset. Big seller, big seller. Well, good Lord, a kid can tell you there's a difference between a man and a woman. The only ones that can't tell that is the Democrats in Washington. That's the only ones that can't tell the difference. These little kids, these little kids, ask me, ask, uh, ask uh, Matthew, Joseph, any of these little kids and say, hey, what is that over there? Is that a man or a woman? That's a man. That's a man. That's a woman. That's a woman. They know the difference. The only way they would ever be confused is if mom or daddy confuses them at the house. And now they're being raised up in leaders in the church. You say, well, uh, well we've done started. A lot of this non-denominational stuff. You know what non-denominational means? You know what non-denominational means? They don't know what they are, and they don't care what you are. That's all it boils down to. It don't, hey, it ain't, let me tell you this. You will never find a non-denominational church that carries the doctrine of the Word of God. You say it's all over their website. Hey, I can put I'm an astronaut on the website, but I'm not. So can you. You can lie on it. You think everything on it is true? Huh? Well, you think that's true? I got some land I'm fixing to go purchase for you in Tennessee. <clears throat> they that teach the young women to be sober, to love their husband, to love their children. You know, there ain't no love in the home no more. Good mom and daddy didn't show love. Hey, this, hey, this is not, not this is not deep theological stuff here. This is a lot of thank God. It's just common sense. Let me tell you this: if me and Kay, if me and Kay fuss and fight all the time at the house, you know what Lawson his woman's gonna do? You know what Deacon his woman's gonna do? You know what Mary Grace and her man's gonna do one day? They're going to be an imitator unless God intervenes. They will be just like us. You know why? You know why? Because the word of God says, teach them, mama. Teach them, daddy. I must have said something a little crazy. I see Carrie laughing. Okay. Normally, I know if anything's going wrong, I'd look over there and care Lawson or Deacon or Migros would be laughing. That's no daddy made a mistake. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> it says right here, it says, to be discreet, chase keepers at home. Let me tell you this. You know what the you know what you know whose castle the house is? You know whose castle the house is? God's, Mary Grace said God's. She's right. But the castle's the wife's. Who did it just say was the keepers of the home? You think this was put down by accident? Daddy, you do your job. God will work the rest of it out with your family. 
That's the reason everything's got sweat on her. It all looks back and says, why does mama act like she does? Why does the kids act like they do? We look back and go back, and it was daddy. He didn't heed to what God told him to do. He's the head of the house. Hey, it's a serious business. Daddy, there's a lot of responsibility. You're going to answer before God. You're going to answer for, uh, before God for your family. You said, when does that time run out? Well, I believe it's going to be when the kids leave the house. Prove that to me. <laughs> Prove that to me. Because, Daddy, how you acted when your kid was there, I believe you're going to give an account for how he acted when he treated his wife. They ain't in the house no more. See, that's the reason God has a doctrine. It's an order. If we will follow it, things will fall into perspective. It's when we get out of it, God then cannot bless the family. Obedient to their own husband. Amen. We're going to stay right there for a little while. Obedient to their own husband. Can I tell you something? Brother Roger, you know Miss Sharon will be 100% obedient to you when you start living like God wants you to live. Brother Bullet, Miss Roxanne will be 100% obedient to you when you live like God intends for you to live. That's the, hey, that's the importance of it. Hey, she ain't got to be obedient to you if you're not the man of God you're supposed to be. It all starts back with the head of the household. You say, why are you preaching on this? You picking on me. I didn't know this. <laughs> Be honest with you, when these messages are here, they hit me first. I'm going to tell you this. We've got some responsibility, Daddy. Amen. Grandpa, you've got some You say, well, hey, there ain't much I can do. You best be doing what you can do before God calls you home. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Why? Why, young men? Why live out of way? Because you've watched the men in the church, the men of God, and you got convicted for it. They've taught you. They've taught you, young men. Likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. That means steady, ready, mindful of God. And in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works. How can you become a pattern of good works? You have to see the design before you. I can't build, hey, let me tell you this, somebody says, well, I want you to build a house. I want you to build a house for me. I want you to build it just like I want it. But I ain't going to give you no plan. 
That's what most mamas and daddies is doing nowadays. I want you to live for God, son. I want you to live for God, daughter. But I'm not going to be an example for you. That's what's happening. That's what it's saying here. It says, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. A pattern. That's what you've seen. Doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Hey, the wicked can't even say bad about it. Hey, let me, let, let's clear this up. A wicked person can talk about you, Brother Jeff. And you know what you're supposed to do? Give it to God. He's saying right here, you don't run your mouth that that wicked person has something to say about you. Let me tell you this, you don't have to give the devil ammunition. He's going to dream it up, drag it up, make it up. He's going to do it all on his own. But if you or me, if we do something that, that, that gives him ammunition, that's what it's talking about here. We shouldn't do that. Child, Hey, don't run around and do something and say, I'm sorry for the consequences. Shouldn't have did it at the beginning. Shouldn't have did it. Hey, let me tell you, I wonder how many kids nowadays in schools go to, go to, to the schoolhouse. And I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to drag none of this junk that's going on this way. It's wicked. Devil's in it. But how many of these little kids going there and sneaking daddy's gun cabinet and grab a gun out and go to the schoolhouse and open the, uh, open fire in there. I wonder how many of them would have never had the mindset of doing that if daddy didn't say, I tell you what, I kill every one of them. And it planted that seed in that kid's mind. But if we would have heeded to God's word, God's doctrine, God's order, some of these things wouldn't even happen. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that can get contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Exhort servants to be obedient to their own masters and to be ple uh, and to please them. Well, in all doings, not answering again. Boy, I tell you this, you ever talk to a kid and he say, oh, uh, I, I, I knew better. I know, I just looked, it's 12.05, we close, we closing down. <clears throat> I remember mom and daddy, <clears throat> you went to them and said, mama, daddy, can I have this? Can I have that? They said, no. Why? Why? Let me tell you this, you get your teeth slapped down your throat. Now kids, nowadays, that's the way they are. Why? Like they have some right to know. Let me tell you this, I told Lawson the other day, I told Mary Grace the other day. I said something about doing something, this and that, and they said, well, I'm, I'm going to be at my house. I said, it's not your house. It's your mom and daddy's house. 
We allow you to live here. You don't pay no bills. You don't pay a dime. It's just not your house. It's your mom and daddy's house, and we give you free access. That's what we do. But he says right here, well, the reason I'm saying that, it says not action again. When somebody tells you to do it, they're talking about a servant to a master. They tell you to do so. Don't sit there. Why? Why? I don't want to do that. Let me tell you this. That's not a Christian attitude. If it's contrary to the word of God, hey, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Let's skip right down to verse number 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, we can do it, church. We can do it. There's not a lot of churches out there doing it no more, but we can do it. You know why? Because this church was founded upon the principle of the Word of God. And I tell you this, my desire is we stay there and not be infiltrated by the world. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Lord, Jesus, uh, Savior Jesus Christ. Boy, I tell you what, if there ain't nothing that excites you today, you get down and dump, you just realize for too long in the clouds, your, hey, the Lord Jesus is going to say, come up hither, come up hither, and we're going to have, I preached that a long, long while back. It don't say how long we're going to stay in the clouds. I believe we're going to have a grand reunion right there in the clouds for a while before we go on to glory. <clears throat> and you know who's going to come with him? You say, well, where in the Bible does it say that all the saints, all the ones in heaven come with him? Jesus told him, said, wherever I am, there you may be also. Let me tell you this, Jesus don't go nowhere, the saints don't go with him. The head don't go nowhere without the body. I'm talking about New Testament saints. <clears throat> he says, who gave himself for us that we might redeem us from all iniquity and purifying unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. My friend, we should be peculiar. Peculiar, what does that mean? That means different. That means somebody looks at our life. They say, that there's something. I can't put my finger on it. You know the reason they can't put their finger on it? Because they don't know God. They say, there's something. Dude, hey, I tell you what, I know so so-and-so. He gets over and, 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 and eats his lunch. I noticed the other day, he didn't just bow his head for two seconds. Say, Lord bless the Lord bless the food. And then go to eat. No, I seen old so-and-so, I seen them at the job over there, get down on their knees and went to praying before they eat. Oh, what happened to that? Yeah, what happened to that crazy fellow? I'm telling you, be an example. Be something different. Amen. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Paul was sent two letters here, one to Timothy and one to, and he noticed that he called them both sons. That was not his biological sons, but it was two men. It was two, I believe they were two young fellows. They got saved under his preaching and surrendered to preaching, and Paul took them under his wing. 
because he caused both of them, I saw. Let me tell you this, church, when we fall in love with God like we're supposed to, when we fall in love with the Lord like we're supposed to, we will all look to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're born again, if you're born again, you say, well, what if they lost? Let me tell you, put on a show until they get saved. You say, what do you mean, put on a show? I'm talking about love them. Amen. Love them. Because that's our duty. Yeah. Brother Brian, when you asked me this morning about the title, I was texting you when you asked me. I was right up there. I knew, I knew not no title. Amen. Yeah. Let me tell you this. I hope and pray. I, 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 told, I, I told Brother Brian when I was texting him, I don't know what God's preparing me for. I've always been one that I like my notes. I like all, and you say, well, well, uh, you, you probably wrote it all down in your Bible. I don't have nothing wrote down in here. So I'm telling you this, this is nothing rehearsed. This is, I, I'm just, I want to be one, I just listen to God. I read my Bible. I, hey, you say, well, well what, what, when do you read your Bible? Listen, let me tell you something. You come out there on the job. My Bible plays the whole time I'm on that track. If I'm not listening to the word of God, I'm listening to preaching. If I'm not listening to preaching, I'm on Pandorum listening to one of these stations that carries nothing but gospel. So do I have a set time? Normally, it's Saturday evenings. But last week and this week, I'll tell you this, I, 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 I pray, I, I, like, I like the notes, I like them, but i tell you this, my desire before y'all is I want God's word to be said. If you, if you can absolutely not say, you say, well, I don't like, you know, some people say, I don't like the way you preach, I don't like the way you do things. If you notice, everything I said was verse by verse. By verse. I never at one time insinuated my opinion, my desire. My desire is for you to fall in love with God. That's what my desire is. My desire is that I get closer to God. But mamas and daddies, grandmas and grandpas, we've got a responsibility. Raise your family for God. If you don't do it, let me tell you this, nobody else is. It's the same way. It's the same way. Same way. Let me tell you, this right here ain't, uh, when we talking about mamas, and daddies, we're dealing, we're dealing with the church here too. Let me tell you this, baby. You should be able to look at any woman in here and look at them as a mama for guidance. If you cannot do that, and they're not willing to do that, one of you is out, out of the will of God. Plain and simple.
Amen. Let me tell you this, all of us better relate. Hey, you a daughter? You a daughter? There you are. Hey, see, whenever you get saved, I mean, not saved, when you get married, now you're a mother. But that never stopped the fact of you being a daughter. You're still, that's just like me. I'm a daddy. I'm a, I'm a son. And I'm a brother. I mean, look, we, we've got many, many duties in our life. But through these scriptures right here, you just listen to God and look to godly women. You li li listen to godly women. And you say, well, how do you know who a godly woman is? Find out what they say and back it up by the word of God. Right, that's simple. Just because somebody tells you this little old story about this and that, that gets back to the book of life. And the book of, hey, the book of Sherry. The book of, I mean, that's the way it is. Amen. Amen. I thank God. Godly women. You want, you want to have something in life? Let me tell you this, you'll never find a good church. You'll never find a good church that don't have some godly women in it. Because let me tell you this, you got some godly women in it, you're going to have a couple godly men. You may have 20 godly women. You might only have two or three godly men. That's just the truth. You know why? You know why? Because man is a lot of times consumed by this world of work and this and that, but it ain't just that no more. Now it ain't that I just work. Now I hunt, then I do this, and I do that. And I mean, we get consumed by it. And as we get consumed by it, who are we neglecting? Our children. You say, well, I wanted my kids to have fun. I'm going to tell you this, there ain't nothing fun about burning in hell. Ain't nothing fun about burning in a devil's hell. Let me tell you this, Daddy, it's your responsibility, not your son's. And Mama, it's your responsibility and not your daughter's. You to live for God and they follow you instead of vice versa. That's the reason that all, a lot of these liberal churches are so packed full. Why? Why? Because the kids brought the parents there. Instead of the parents bringing the kids to where God is. Well, that right there, I know that don't sit well. But I love y'all. I ask you to stand. If you will, you come pray. God's dealt with you. You've got your business with God.